West Coast Preps podcast. As you can see, Greg is back from Mexico doing well. He missed a great weekends of Bay Area high school sports, but you know what? It happens. Greg is back. He wanted to come back to see all of you guys. And plus, his trip ended as well, so we couldn't stay there forever. I but I almost did. I wanted to. How hard was it to come back? How hard was it to leave? Uh, well, when everything's all inclusive and you didn't pay for the vacation in the first place, so it's all free, uh, it, it's tempting to just stay there and continue to take the free drinks and free food. Taco, taco truck for free. Just think about that. I could live off that for the rest of my life, a free taco truck. I'm not sure how healthy I'll be, but I'd love it. So what you're saying is we build up West Coast preps, sell it for a bajillion dollars, and then move to Mexico and have free taco trucks. Yeah. I mean, Perfect. I don't see anything wrong with that lifestyle. So what people need to do is go subscribe to westcoastpreps.com. So that way we can get our taco trucks for free. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We've got even more fun stuff to announce. We've announced a few things this week since Greg has come back from vacation. We announced our partnership for seven on seven football for media coverage for deliberate training. We're going to be traveling to their tournaments, their events, their practices, and getting stories out on all of the kids through, as you guys know, feature stories, event recaps, videos, and much, much more. Don't you worry though. Other programs will still be there covering you guys. We're still going to make sure every kid gets the exposure that they deserve in this region, but we're very excited. We have, we've had a lot of respect for Steven and Moko and deliberate training since we launched last summer. He's been great to us and, we're excited to work with Deliberate Training and work with all of our student athletes. And the other one, speaking of more exposure, we just announced it on our social media a few minutes ago, but we are now certified college scouts for Catapult Sports, a free service for student athletes that more than 250 plus college football programs use their service from FBS, FCS, NAIA, Division II, Division Three, and more to help offer kids, find kids that might fit their mold, fit their system, fit their school with academics, athletics, their talents, and everything else. We're going to be sending out surveys and prospect sheets to fill out, so be sure to fill out those links when we do share that. We also did actually put that thing up online in our press release, too, so you can also find the form in there, but we'll start DMing people and coaches. Stay tuned. We're going to be emailing you guys for prospect sheets and also emailing you guys this stuff to help get more kids in this system and get more Bay Area and Northern California student athletes the recognition that they wholeheartedly and fully deserve. But now we've got a lot of great things to talk about too. A big weekend of high school sports. It's crazy to think that the regular season is finally over in every section. It feels like the spring football season just started, but hey, that was seven or eight months ago. Now we're actually in the postseason for football. We had a lot of big games. We had that St. Francis Sarah showdown. For Northern California supremacy, we'll get into that in a second. There was the big meeting in Danville that San Ramon Valley took. There was Rancho Cotati ending Windsor's winning streak at 8-0 and making it an 8-1 record for Rancho Cotati to win its first league championship since the 1990s. Finally coming atop that league over teams like Windsor and Cardinal Newman. First up, St. Francis records. I'm not sure anybody's really surprised by this. This is probably by nobody acted as big about it, but Philly Amiteu, what did he do? He broke a school record set in 2014. He breaks it for 344 rushing yards against Sarah on 45 carries, also a school record, to lift St. Francis to a 23-point road win at Sarah on Saturday afternoon to go undefeated in the regular season. 
St. Francis definitely proved itself. It is the number one team in Northern California. I would not be shocked if those two teams do meet again in the CCS. I think I'm playing. I will. That's going to happen. That's the GMT guarantee that it will happen? Yeah. yeah. That, that the GMT guarantee fine. never fails. It never the happens. GMT guarantee never fails. Nope. And you have seen Villiami to you before. You've seen him once or twice this regular season. I'm trying to remember, but what makes that kid so no, special? No, I haven't seen St. Francis yet. You, this year. Wait, you've never you, – you actually haven't seen St. Francis. That's right. I'm thinking of you seeing Sarah earlier this season. You yeah, were there I, I've seen Sarah twice. Awesome. Yeah, seen Sarah twice, but I haven't seen St. Francis yet, which is uh, disappointing to not see the number one team in the Bay Area uh, once. So, Chris, I blame you for that uh, 100%. Well, you were also out of town. For their biggest game too, or else you could have been there too. You could have been there too. But you know what? We're gonna make sure that you get to see him at least once in the postseason, maybe even that CCS championship game if Greg doesn't completely crush the world one day at a time. But there was unbelievable Villiami Teo, the 344 yard effort. Josh Perry and Andrew Atkinson connected twice for touchdowns. Andrew Atkinson had a great year there as a junior. Josh Perry's really improved as a quarterback, as a leader for St. Francis as a senior. Those are two names I expect. To start getting more recruitment, now their postseason's open up. St. Francis, obviously the one seed in the CCS Division One bracket. Sarah's the two seed. They have the seventh-seeded Valley Christian in the quarterfinals. That's a great 2-7 matchup there on Saturday afternoon in San Mateo. That was a great game, but another one we attended over the weekend was Rancho Cotati beating Windsor. Rancho Cotati goes down 21-7 in that game, but their defense comes alive. Their defense makes some big plays. I also... Wale, he's got the Nevada offer, the junior. I swear every ball thrown in his direction, he caught it. He could have had, I would say, even 200 yards on that day. He also had an interception. Tyler Nixon had a great day defensively. Liam Keeney really got going in that second half. And Ryan Kane, a bulldozing running back, but he also blocked a game tie and extra point with two minutes left. Chase Vimeyer runs in a 28-yard score, makes 28-27. But what does Ryan Kane do? Breaks open. Locks that extra point, and Rancho Gatati wins a league championship because of it. Two years ago, Rancho Gatati went to a state championship game, but in that tough league, they did not win the league championship. This year, they did. This year, this class got the job done there. They got to really hold out that banner, actually, on Friday night after that game for the West Coast Preps game of the week. So many great games, so many great teams. Great. You got any top teams, top players, just from this regular season that have really stood out to you so far? Maybe even top storylines. Yeah, I, well, I, I'd say, um, I, I don't want to mess up his name, Viliami Teyu. Um, I think, is his nickname Juju? Is that his nickname? Yes, his nickname. nickname. His nickname is Juju. Cool. I can I can do Juju. So I'm just going to call him Juju for now on. Uh, Juju, I think, is he's got to be up there for athlete of the year. Um, you know, obviously, that would be coming out here in in the next month or so, but he's definitely got to be in consideration. Uh, that whole storyline, um, beating De La Salle, number one team, the first time ever in 30-something years that there's been a new number one team, uh, that's the storyline of the year, without a doubt. No no doubt about it. Um, and I think that if I had to choose right now, he might be my player of the year. Um, one person that I think is also a storyline quietly just because of how weird their season has been is Jaden Rashada. Uh, he's been consistent all year long. He's, he won the BVL MVP this year. I, 
that's just a storyline that has really gone under the radar because we haven't even seen Pitt for the last, what, six weeks? Um, you know, we have really hasn't been any marquee games after what was supposed to be the, the hardest five-game schedule ever. So we haven't. he's been kind of flying under the radar, at least for us. Uh, Antioch is a story, probably, you know, the, the surprise of the year, I would say. Um, so those are those are three storylines right there um, that I, that I would say. Uh, Monta Vista, even though they lost the last couple of weeks, is a storyline um, that's not over yet. There, there's still a lot to be done and a lot to prove, and a big rematch of what would most likely be a very fun game again against Cal this uh, this Friday night. Yeah, that Monta Vista storyline is a great one, and losing two in a row in that side of the league is nothing to scoff at, right? Because they lost to Santa Monica Valley, their rivals. He's got a lot of talent this year. That's fantastic. Seeing their class over in the crosstown rival at Santa Monica Valley. Then also they lost at Clayton Valley, which who I would actually say is one of my three storylines this year. We got into this last podcast, but what that team has done, we've talked about Rasan Woodland, that offensive line, but Brennan Bush. A great quarterback that's really come along. You saw you were at one of the games last year when he came in and really engineered that comeback for Clayton Valley, part of their league title run. This year, again, Clayton Valley comes back, wins another league championship in the EBAL Mountain, splits it with San Ramon Valley there on that side. Clayton Valley did win the head-to-head between those two teams. Clayton Valley's one loss in league came to Cal in those final 25 seconds when Jake Carcardo caught that touchdown pass from Teddy Boris. Also, another one I would say is Menlo. They are a program that is undefeated going into the playoffs. Sergio Beltran broke a school record for touchdown passes in a season, got over 42 through those first 10 games. And over the weekend, he was 16 of 18, passing 258 yards. Beat Sacred Heart Prep, their big rival for the first time in five seasons. Menlo is the number four seed in CCS and hosts Half Moon Bay at 1 p.m. Saturday. That's a great storyline, the one you can go through. Pitt, Jaden Rashada, quietly having an unbelievable season. But I think once this postseason comes around, I think people are going to really start to understand, okay, this is why Jaden Rashada is a four-star, five-star type of quarterback, why he's got all of these offers, why he's visiting programs like Penn State and Oregon and everywhere else. So I think in the postseason with these big games and Pitt, I think going on a NorCal run and more, I would say, is going to be making a lot of noise with Jaden Rashada. But his teammates, too, Charles Brown Jr., 15 touchdowns in just a seven-game season. Don't forget, he wasn't able to play a lot of second halves, but you were at their practice before the season, and Coach Victor Galley said that he was might be their best running back in years. And that says something because of the running backs they have had go through that program over these last really 30 years coming through that city and that football program, Jaden Rashada. Zachary Card leading that receiving core. Kai Taylor, a great two-way player. You've got Israel Polk, Keenan Higgins, Rashid Williams. So much talent on that team. What Pittsburgh is doing. Antioch has really come along again. They've got a lot of talent over here. Hernandez, a fantastic running back. He's actually in consideration after the week once again. Isaiah Pino is a great player. The Marino brothers. We've got all of their stories up at westcoastpreps.com. They are great storylines. But I'd say those are probably my biggest stories of this entire season. Menlo deserves a lot of recognition, but let's also give some credit to St. Vincent de Paul, too. Sharing a league championship, a very, very small school, St. Vincent's, right? Not a lot of kids, but Trent Herzog comes in there, former great Casa Grande head coach, comes in there, really got St. Vincent de Paul 
as one of the premier teams in Sonoma County and the Bay Area, Kai Hall just had a ridiculous day, 200, over 200 rushing yards, over 250 all-purpose yards over the weekend to share a league championship. Him, Dante Antonini, Nathan Rooks, Jared Bosarts, Liam O'Hare, the Antonini brothers, Rooks brothers, so many guys stepping up for St. Vincent the Paul and that great coaching staff coming along. And then Rancher Gattati really doing what it's on. I think those are some of my big storylines. And then we'll get into some more once this next week of postseason really starts coming up and starts hitting some big games on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And I, I, just, I, I want to point something out and correct me if I'm wrong. As I'm going through the list here, I see four undefeated teams. Right. Is that right? We got Los Gatos, Tennyson, um, and then Menlo and St. Francis. That's the four that are un, unbeaten at this point. Yes, you've got all of those teams correct. Credit to Tennyson, by the way. Undefeated in the spring, undefeated again this year. Salisi Moala, Taysom oh, Bynes has got his more. first Division One offer. There's one more. Salinas is 8-0 currently. Salinas had another great season there, too. They, they got a high seed. They play Menlo Atherton to open up the CCSD1 playoffs on Friday. That should be a great tilt. But Tennyson's doing a great job undefeated again. Like I mentioned, Taysom Lyons getting his first Division One offer. James Logan really bouncing back, too. I think they've really, really turned it. That was just a tough non-league schedule. A lot of adversity thrown their way. Marcus Sanders goes down. But a sophomore quarterback, Robert Mendez, comes in, really, really handle that job. While a sophomore under that kind of pressure, that's not easy. He started guiding into some wins. He was 3-1 and one in his appearances. And Khalid Robinson, fantastic running back and athlete for them. But James Logan's another great storyline. And, of course, Los Gatos, an undefeated team. Somehow the sixth seed in CCSD won. Crazy to think with their undefeated record and winning another league title. They haven't lost a game in since the NorCal Championship in 2019. Yeah, it's uh, I, I must say it's kind of a, a tough matchup for Bellarmine. Uh, for both of them in, in the first round, I, that's something you expect later on in the playoffs. But um, it, it sounds like I will, I'm just going to kind of throw out a teaser, I will most likely be at that game. Um, as it's in the lead for game of the week, but it seems like I will be attending that game. And that's that's not a first-round matchup. It shouldn't be. I mean, if we're if we're being honest, it, it probably should not be a first-round matchup because both of those teams have been amazing this year. Yes, they have, but they've been some of the best teams in that area, in that section. Most Gatos, I would say, is better than a sixth seed. I would have changed up some of that seeding. What, what would you do, Chris, if you, were, if you were on the committee? What's your your picks though here's what i would have done i agree with the top two seeds i do but i would put los gatos at three okay i'm gonna put bellerman at four salinas at five and menlo atherton at six i know menlo atherton did have that big winning streak to end the year but salinas that unbeaten record salinas had some big wins on its resume and bellerman results have to matter we've gotten debates with others i know we're on the same page with the college football playoff poll right about some of the stuff there that's a whole thing we can talk to you guys about off the podcast but games and results should matter i'm so i would have los gatos three bellman four salinas five men and six but of course all those teams are very neck and neck so that kind of three to six matchup like we mentioned with bellman and los gatos is pretty much a coin flip how it goes but that's at least how i would draw it up seven eight and one two i think are all all good. I agree with those wholeheartedly, but it's really three to six where I change things up. Okay. I mean, I, it's hard to, to make an argument uh, as to why you're wrong, 
and it's hard to make an argument as to why what they currently did was wrong. But I agree, Los Gatos, that you should, we talked about this with Cincinnati, and I'm not going to get into that part, but you shouldn't be punished for putting up a W. No matter how it looks, how it feels, you shouldn't be punished because the W at the end of the day is a W. So it will be, uh, it's good for us because now we get to see one of the best matchups of the year um, here in the first round on Friday night. Yes, it is. And Los Gatos is. Yeah, and Los Gatos. Yeah, it was going to be a home game for Bellarmine. They were going to play to Willow Glen, but a last second change goes to Los Gatos there. Should be a great one. Los Gatos making the move up to Division One. They're very excited. They won that D2 championship over Oak Grove in 2019. Now ready to really show their will, show their worth at the Division One level in CCS with those other blue bloods like the WCAL programs in Bellarmine, Valley Christian, Sarah, St. Francis, and those guys. Should be a fun one. Now, what are some other big postseason matchups in CCS and NCS that you're really looking forward to this week? And also, hand out some projections. Yeah, well, so Cal Monte Vista, we talked about it a little bit off the air. We talked about it, just mentioned it. It's a rematch of, what, that was two weeks ago? Um, two two or three weeks ago now. That's a big one. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Cal is going to come back out. Uh, the way that game ended, Monte Vista waving goodbye. I know California did it to Clayton Valley early in the year, um, so so there's some, there's some uh, let's just say bad blood at this moment, and that's still fresh in Cal's mind at this point. I w- I would assume. So I'm interested to kind of see how that one goes and the drama with that one. Camp Lindo Dublin is a good one. Um, that's definitely something that I'll be looking out for that score there. Uh, let's see. Trying to go through Aquinas El Cerrito is a really good one as well. Um, I'll just kind of predict. I'm going to pick Cal. I'm sorry, Monte Vista. They must hate me. I'm I'm the most hated <laughs> person at Monte Vista. You know, I haven't really seen Monte Vista. I haven't really seen Monte Vista call you out though. All that they much. haven't. They haven't, and I would no. love because they should at this point. Yeah, Although, but you I know what? They're you a know great what? team. I think they're a great they team. Are. They're they're an amazing team. I just I there's something about it. I just can't I can't pick them. You know and what I like about I, it though? How they're not mentioning it. The uh, the thing I like about how they're not mentioning it is that they're just letting their work just go under the radar, right? They're not asking for recognition or acclaim. They're just like, hey, we're just gonna keep doing it. We're gonna let the scoreboard do the talking. And you know what? I'm picking Montevista again this week. I'm on that Montevista train. This game, I'm I'm picking it to go to overtime though. And Montevista wins this thing in overtime, triple overtime. Triple so, wow! Triple overtime. That that's uh not gonna happen. I I will. Uh, I think it does. Guarantee that doesn't happen. I'm not gonna put a guarantee on that because I I, I could really see my prediction going flat down the earth and blowing up in my face. But I think Montevista wins that one in a close game. Clayton Valley, I think, is gonna it's gonna have a tough time with Antioch, but I think Clayton Valley is gonna pull away in that game. Yes. I'm gonna admit, you know, let's let's make our division one and open division. We're gonna let's go through each division real quick here with our championship winners who we think we've gone through some of our big matchups, but who's gonna be the NCS open and the NCS division one champion? Uh, you got I gotta pull up the practice real quick, but I can tell you this. Of course their website's not working, but Pittsburgh will be open division champion. Pitts winning the open division champion. Greg is staying on the pit hype train. Yeah. They uh, they will beat Dallas out next week. 
and then will De La Salle win the Division One championship? Because 100. don't forget, people, because the loser of that Open Division championship game next weekend, not this week, but the next weekend, will then play in the Division One championship game against either Clayton Valley, Antioch, Montevista, or Cal. I'm going opposite of you. I think De La Salle wins Open, then Pitt wins Division One. Then Division Two, I would say I, – I do think Pitt's going to give De La Salle a run for its money, though. Pitt's got a lot of firepower. I just think De La Salle – this so experience the, in these games is going to have just enough of fighting that we have at this point is who gets to go to the game. Uh, you've seen Pitt plenty of times. Yeah. You know how many times I, I've GMT guaranteed this game for for years now? It's been, what, 16 months I've GMT guaranteed this game. You're not going to let me see my moment happen? Because I don't think your moment is going to happen. How about this? We should do a poll on who they want at the game. Anyways, we'll go, we'll go we'll go to D two. Go ahead, continue. Oh, we are getting off the rails quick. But what's new at West Coast Preps? D two. I think it's you've got the top seed San Ramon Valley. You've got two seed Rancho Catati. Foothills a three seed. Campos a four seed. Dublin five seed. San Leandro's a great six seed. But who do you see coming out of this? I see San Ramon Valley comes out of it. And I said bef- at the start of the season, after San Ramon Valley's first win, they're winning the state championship at their level. So I am. Go with San Ramon Valley. It's one D two. Yeah, stick with your guns. I'm gonna go Rancho Cotati. And why is that? Yep. Um, so I'm gonna say Rancho Cotati. Just there's a hit or miss with San Ramon Valley that someone can go in there if they play good enough defense. If that offense doesn't hit that one big play, sometimes San Ramon Valley can struggle. So, with that, I'm going to go with Rancho Cotati. I just got a good feeling about this team. They, they got their league title this year. They're, they're feeling good. They're the two seed. Um, I, they're going to they're gonna roll through Granada. I hate to throw Granada down, down the drain like that, but they're going to roll through them. I think Foothill will win that one. That will be a close game, but Rancho Cotati will come through. And I think SRV, it's going to be a close game, but I think Rancho is going to pull it out. No, I think Quigley makes just enough plays there, and they're going to come out with that win. And Zadarian Nardi, too, don't forget about him. No, That's the dude that should have a Division One offer. I, I'm not forgetting about anyone that they have on that team. And they probably all hate me now. Jackson Brown's probably going to come text you or, or whatever and be like, why is Greg picking against us again? But I'm going to do I it. I know. It's, just, it's something with Greg against Danville schools right now. It's not that he doesn't like you guys. He's just not picking you. Maybe it's but, you know. I think I think, but just use Greg as bulletin board material. That's all you got to do. Just write GMT on that whiteboard, and I think you've got all the motivation needed. Maybe it's reverse psychology. I, you know, I am a strong believer in reverse psychology. When I go into games rooting for my teams, I expect the worst, then better stuff happens. That's just the way it goes. Anytime I expect good, bad things happen. So do that reverse stuff. But now Division Three, you've got some great teams here at the top. Because bracket, you mentioned actually El Cerrito, a four seed head coach Jacob Rincon is back with the program. They've got a great matchup with high powered offense and Akalani's El Cerrito with its fantastic defense, giving up seven points a game. Akalani's with a big time offense. Windsor's the top seed. Benicia's a three seed. Lost Lomas a two seed. I've got Windsor coming out of this bracket. I've got Windsor is going to win this thing over Benicia. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be Windsor pretty easily. I, I don't see it. I, I think 
Las Lomas will get to the final. Um, but I think it will be a fairly easy one. I don't think there's much analysis for me on this one. Windsor's just the best team in this bracket. And then what about Division Four? Are you saying the same thing with Marin Catholic? Because you got them at one, Cardinal Newman at two, and Tennyson at three. Let me pull it up. I, I would I'm going say Marin yes. Catholic. I would I would say yes, but I, I think Cardinal Newman's gonna put up a fight. Uh, Tennyson's undefeated though. So I, I, there's no don't discount discount them at this point. But I think Carl Newman will get there. I think Marin Catholic will get there. I kind of want to go with Carl Newman, but I'm going to stick with Marin Catholic. And I think I'm Mike Gracia is just, he makes too many plays. You saw I saw it against Sam Marin. You've seen it multiple times yep. this year. The plays that he makes to win games, he finds a way to win those football games, and he's going to do it again. Yes, that's why I'm going Marin Catholic 24-17 in that championship game over Cardinal Newman. Now you've got Division 5. The team you just mentioned, San Marin, is a one seed. They play eighth seed at Hercules. I was just at their practice yesterday. You've got SNL as a three seed, Del Norte a two seed. I'm going San Marin plays Del Norte in the championship game, and San Marin pulls out that championship. You're just going to pick every one seed, Chris? I don't. I don't. I'm play. not seeing. I'm not seeing any upsets here. I'm just not in these playoffs. I'm seeing more I, upsets in other brackets, but not this. I I agree with you on this one. I'm gonna take San Marin, but you're wrong. There's mm-hmm. gonna be some upset. We're, some one of us is wrong at some mm-hmm. point. The yes, one seed it's is just not a matter good. of. They're not which team through. does get it. Who knows? That's what makes it so fun, right? That's why the games have to be played. Mm-hmm. That that's true. That that is very true. Yes. But San Marin's gonna go through this one fairly easily and then division six you've got Salesians got a first round buy as the number one seed arcade is a two feet two seed justin sand is a three seed middle sound a four seed Pinole valley five i'm going Salesian, but i think they're going to face three seeded justin sienna in that championship game i just i love justin sienna's coaching staff with the rope i think he's going to dial some stuff up offensively with Caden parlett and those guys but Salesian's going to come out as champions again for the second time in three seasons Salesian will make it to the final, but Arcata will come out as a champion. You got Arcata going out of that. Okay. I got Arcata. I, I did some research. I did some research, and I'm going to go with Arcata. I don't know. I just I got that feeling when I was going through things. I was looking at you know the different sort of stats and the breakdowns. I like Arcata. Now let's go to Division 7. St. Vincent de Paul, the number one seed. We talked about them earlier. St. Helena is a two seed. Cloverdale a three seed. I think St. Vincent de Paul comes out of this bracket. Yeah, I don't see many challengers in this bracket. Um, what they've done, what that coaching staff has done over there has been very impressive. And you mentioned it earlier, I believe, just how small of a school and what they've been able to accomplish at that school. Um, I don't see much challengers in this one. This will be, this will be a... I think one of the easiest picks we've had. They, they'll come out on top. And now let's go over to CCS. This is where it gets really interesting with these matchups. You've got the great 3-6-2-7-1-8-4-5 matchups in this bracket. I do have St. Francis coming out, but I do see a lot of these other seeds. Actually, first round. Call me crazy. I think St. Francis is the only better seed that comes out with a win in that first round of CCS. Wait, I really wait, do. Hold on. I'm, I'm working on pulling out the bracket. You're saying Valley Christian is going to beat Sarah? 
I picked Valley Christian when last time they didn't. They, those guys are going to right my wrongs there, and Valley Christian's going to win this one. Mendel Atherton's going to beat Salinas, and Los Gatos is going to beat Bellerin. Wow. I've never heard you be so wrong in my life. I I, I, the, 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 one, the one that I could really, the one that I could really see coming crashing down on me is Valley Christian because Sarah is so good. Yeah, I, I don't see Sarah losing. I already said earlier that's going to be the rematch. I, I don't see Sarah losing to any of these teams. So yeah, I'm going. I think Jackson. I think Jackson Berman's going to have the day. I think Jackson Berman's going to have the game of his life and pull out that win. I'm just I seeing something see, with that kid. I can see Menlo Atherton beating Salinas. I I could see that. I mean, Menlo yes. Atherton is loaded. I, I I'd probably take that one too. Los Gatos Bellarmine, that's a coin toss. I'm 50 50. I haven't decided yet. You're totally wrong about it. I love Jerry on. I love Jackson Berman. When was the last time they beat Sarah? They haven't done it in our era. So. I'm seeing it this time. I'm seeing it this time. I think Valley Christian's going to get it. I, th I really 51% think they will. Wow, you're so confident with your 51%. I am not confident. But well, who walks out with the championship then? Is it St. Francis? Yeah, St. Francis. Not a question. Not a question. Well, I mean, Not if Sarah loses next week, then yeah, I, I don't see other teams being in. But I'll pick. I'm gonna after, after what I just watched St. Francis do, it's hard for me to see anybody beating them right now. I, it, it's hard for me to disagree with that. There, there's nothing you know, else that says they're going to lose. Now let's go to Division Two. You've got San Benito's a one seed. You've got that four five with Menno and Half Moon Bay. Palmas a two seed. Wilcox a three seed. You've got Division Two bracket and CCS. I don't. This is one where the one seed won't win. I think. I think that Menno is going to pull off an upset or two, and Menno is going to play Palma in this championship game. I do. Wow, you picked an upset. Yes. No. no. I I told you I wasn't seeing him in NCS. I wasn't seeing them in NCS, but I was seeing them in CCS. All right, fair enough. I'm going to go way out in left field. Wilcox is winning this thing. Their, their schedule was incredibly hard. The yes, early part. And I mean incredibly hard. And they come out with a 6-4 and four record, 3 seed. And I think they're going to roll through this thing. You do? I, you think they're going to roll through I, everybody? I think they're the favorite. It, I'm looking at these teams. I love Menlo. They've had an incredible year. I'm looking at this, though. I think they're going to roll through. Okay. We'll, we'll see if that prediction holds up true. Wilcox, don't forget Luther Glenn, those guys. Wilcox is the dangerous three seed. Yeah, that, that semifinal is the most championship games. Whoever it is out of that side is going to be big. Now Division three. This is where I see Sacred Heart Cathedral, the three seed with a three and seven record. Don't forget the league Sacred Heart Cathedral plays in. Sacred Heart Cathedral is going to win CCS. You know, I just had a conversation on the phone with someone today, and we were talking about Jerry Mixon and Sacred Heart Cathedral today. And I said on the phone that they're probably going to lose this week. You do? You think they're going to lose to Lee this week? I, I did say that. I did say that on the phone. So you got you to go with it. You can't change it now. You, you just said it. I could. I could, because I said that off the air. But... I'm going to stick with it. I think Lee's going to pull off the upset there. 
Who do I see winning, though? Leland's really good. But Palo Alto, I think the, the sleeper there at the five seed, I think they're going to win this week against Christopher. Live Oak, I think we'll definitely we'll, we'll push through. I'm going to go with Leland. I'm, I'm going I'm to stick with the favorite in this one. Greg's going with the favorite this time around. He's going Leland. I'm going Sacred Heart Cathedral. These are going to be fun ones. This is why you look at these so, postseason brackets, a lot of coin flips. So basically in CCS, we have um, no clue what's going to happen since we're picking totally different teams. Yeah, we. I, I would say don't <laughs> trust our opinion on this because we really have no idea. I feel much more confident... I feel much more confident with the NCS brackets, the way those matchups shook out. These matchups in the CCS, just the way seeding shook out. If you change seeding in, C- in NCS a little bit, I think that may change things. But here in CCS, it's these are some tough ones. Even some of these two seven matchups and three and six are, like you mentioned, Los Gatos, Bellum, and that Sacred Heart Cathedral first round matchup. I believe these are tough ones. Now, Division Four, Sacred Heart Prep, a three seed, Hillsdale, a two seed, Homestead, a one seed. This is where I have the favorite coming back out on top again. I got Homestead. Why will Hook, those boys over at Homestead are going to come out with the championship? Yeah, I, that's a easy pick for you there, but not going to lie. I'm going to click. Uh, I'm going to take Sacred Heart Prep. Cathedral's not going to get done, but Sacred Heart Prep is. So we're just on different wavelengths with the Sacred Hearts schools there. Yes, we are. And now this is where it comes out to the Division Five bracket. I'm not seeing a whole lot of upsets to round one. San Mateo, I think, gets that first round when Aragon gets the one Cupertino and Soquel. I do think Cupertino and Aragon match up in the championship, but I think Cupertino comes out with that title. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think Los Altos is going to have an upset in that 6-3 matchup. Um, I know they struggled a little bit coming down to the end of the year, but that's a good team over there. So I'm going to take Los Altos in that one. Um, I'm going to take San Mateo to win it all. Though. I'm just going to go out on a win. Greg going to San Mateo to win yeah. that championship game. Yep. Indeed. Wow. He's got he's got the fourth seed of San Mateo. San Mateo is doing a great job with Skeller as head coach. So I think San Mateo is going to make that a tough semifinals game with Aragon there. I like that pick, but I do see Aragon just pulling that out, I think, in it three-point ball game, I want to say, and Cupertino, Jaden Hall, a great quarterback, going to make some big plays to lift Cupertino to a championship. Now, before we go, we've got these big games coming up in the postseason, so be sure to vote for Game of the Week. Voting closes at 8.30 p.m. Thursday. Right now, Bellarmine versus Los Gatos is in the lead. Got a pretty comfortable lead there. I believe Montevista Cal is second place right now. Maybe that's changed since we started the podcast, but those are the two leaders Right now for the voting, also be sure to vote for Men's Athlete of the Week, Women's Athlete of the Week. And so noon Friday for men's and 12.30 Friday for women's. And then also we've sent the, we're have sent we starting to send out these scout sheets with catapults, so be sure to check out all of those and submit those so you can get your name out there to over 250 college football programs. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow all of our social media and work at WestCoastPreps underscore. And so be sure to subscribe. You're laying monthly memberships on sale now at westcoastpreps.com.